Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Summertime And the living is Tricky, actually. It's tricky. <laughs> Hello darlings, sorry I'm late, I was having a moment and the truth is, I'm still in it. Maybe you're in one too. In the past few months, I've moved through a myriad of feelings and emotions in regards to the choices we are all having to make at the moment. It has felt sticky and awkward at best, but mostly heavy and cloudy. I guess in many ways we are all still finding the language for what it feels like to be alive at this time. Someone described the psychological experience like being in a library full of books that keep falling off the shelves and we are all trying to frantically pick them up and every time you replace one, more fall off and so on and so on. Recently, I imagined life feeling like we are all in the garden arguing about a game of rounders while the kitchen is on fire. No, the house. The house is literally on fire and some of us are obsessed with the ball we are playing with. Others are convinced we didn't follow the rules. Meanwhile, there's a group of Gen Zers screaming about the smoke coming out of the house, and there's another group taking pictures or selfies. The house is on fire, and we are playing rounders. Okay, so what's this got to do with intuition? Well, for me, it's the inner knowing that something isn't right. A discomfort that needs my attention, a kind of knocking on my heart. It's not something I think about with my mind. It's not a heady thing. It's more a knowing from my soul. The late Osho breaks down intuition beautifully. He said, and I quote, Intuition deals with the difference between the intellectual logical mind and the more encompassing realm of spirit. Logic is how the mind knows reality. Intuition is how the spirit experiences reality. I believe it's important to keep remembering we are constantly co-creating our world. Everything begins with a thought. The universal law of cause and effect is always at play. Consider the thought as the cause and what's unfolding the effect. In The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know is Possible by Charles Eisenstein, he wrote, Utopia is a collective shift of perception away. Abundance is all around us. Only our efforts at tower building blind us to it. Our gaze forever skyward, forever seeking to escape this earth, this feeling, this moment. I resonate so deeply with that because I feel it and see it all around us all the time. I know deeply and instinctively and intuitively that it is a beautiful earth if only we could see it. 
Okay, so in the midst of this infodemic and pandemic, amongst grief and division, creating spaciousness in our choices can be hard. Let me take the time to tell you that I am not there yet. My explorations are not those of someone who has mastered what to do in these times. Instead, I have developed and expanded my curiosity as I listened to the loudest call to action I've ever had. It has never been more urgent to recognise the difference between our inner voice and the chorus of fears that build up so quickly in our heads. For me, there has been an achingly loud and constant hum of spirit urging me to speak, to write, to feel, to grow, to challenge the ideas put before me and resist the ordinary, obvious and base consumption of media provided by the apps on my phone. I know that there is a mesmerising intelligence in our bodies and our interconnectedness has the imprint so deep that even the hate that we sometimes carry cannot erase this. This is what I'm interested in. My intuition led me here to this podcast and that was just the intro. I hope you'll stay with me for this episode. It feels urgent and my procrastination nearly stopped it from happening. The life I have led has been colourful and miraculous because of my relationship to spirit, or rather understanding that I am first a spirit, inhabiting a body and therefore a human being. In my expression of life, there is no being without spirit, for that is the breath, the life, the me, the us. Um, Just as an aside, if you're not used to hearing spirit and soul used so freely, um, the rest of this is going to be a lot of that. So just a heads up. I'm essentially just talking about our essence, what makes us, us. Now, in recent years, I've been asking my mum to retell the story of how she came to England. Each time something more speaks to me about her courage, about grace, about the forces we do not see. My mother landed in England with us in the 1980s. It was Thatcher's Britain. The year we arrived, it snowed. There were blankets of whiteness all around us. It was a cold, hard winter. I was tied to my mother's back with a traditional cloth. My big sister held her hand and we had nothing. Or so it seemed. There was no master plan other than for us to leave Uganda in the hope. Key word here, hope for a better future. My mum is intelligent and would go on to study, gain a degree, house and feed us and ensure we stayed on track. But how did she know? How did she know who to trust, where to turn? Throughout my mother's life, there has no doubt been a combination of survival instincts and intuition that guided her along the way. And maybe that's why for me, intuition feels as real and as crucial as money or science feels to some. For a lot of people who are born into wealth, born into a kind of certainty, born into a tangible, visible safety net, it's easy to dismiss and even overlook that which you cannot see. Because maybe in their day-to-day lives, they do not need to have hope. I don't know that hope is as urgent and as viscerally felt 
to people who are attached to a sense of security. What I'm trying to say is that I can only speak of the stories and the unseen forces that have shaped my life, and quite frankly, the forces that hold this world together. For example, love. Love is not an equation that can be counted and monitored. Love to me is the unquestionable guiding force that is beyond the why and the what and beneath the below. I speak of love with intuition because for me, both are felt by each person uniquely and unequivocally. I can't tell you what love feels like, but you know it. I can't explain my unseen knowing, but I know I know it. So... What does this mean in this moment? Well, first of all, there's a lot of noise, an obscene amount of division. As I've mentioned, the pandemic gave birth to an infodemic, and this created the perfect storm for the story of separation. But my intuition tells me that there is something else available to us in this time. There is a kind of hum ringing in the background, a knowing of something else, and I think many of us can hear it, those of us who choose to. For me, it's aching, it's both quiet and loud, and it's not going away. But most importantly, it's very real. And it's important that I say that because right now, a voice of knowing is being disregarded. In so many ways, this podcast on intuition is validating the realness of that inner voice for myself and for anyone else who needs to hear it. So here is the crucial part and something I'm growing into. Spaciousness and openness are key components to understanding and connecting the inner knowing into something meaningful or connecting to it in a meaningful way. I'm sure that many of us have thought that we were spot on with our intuition in the past and then later been way off. I have been off a lot and there are times I've been on but there are several things that I've noticed have been important when I have been on. The first thing is space. So these are kind of tips, maybe as a checklist, if you're interested in figuring out how to connect more to this intuition, this voice. Spaciousness, space within my mind, in my body, um, using tools like meditation, stillness, and just making sure that I really am in a clear place. Sometimes we think we're clear and we're really not. (laughs) I know this too well. And then very, very importantly, someone you trust to share these thoughts with. This can be a therapist or a mentor or someone who can offer you another viewpoint. That doesn't mean that you're taking that viewpoint, but it's knowing someone that you can trust, who you can share these thoughts with, and they might be able to give you another perspective, which might be useful in any final decisions. And finally, being open to the idea that there is always more than one way of looking at things. This has dropped in a lot for me in the past couple of months and something I'm always working on. Intuition has a kind of humility to it. 
I think that it can withstand other opinions because it comes from a safe place in the body. It's not reactive or angry because it's coming from a deeper knowing. I'd like to add that I think that we can learn so much from experts, incredible minds who have spent years studying and focusing on their speciality. They offer insights that can be life-changing and groundbreaking. And what we can learn is that following our intuition and listening and learning can sit side by side. These things can exist together. And in many ways, the work is probably in finding the solutions together, asking the questions following the curiosity that intuition brings up, while also recognising that there are people who have spent many years taking the time to understand things that sometimes come to us later. That maybe a moment such as this has arisen so we could come together and build this bridge that holds all that is crucial for humanity to thrive that maybe the ability to listen deeply with reverence and respect to those who know more is as important as nurturing and honouring our own body. And in that devotion, we might hear the earth with a kind of clarity that is so intimate, so intertwined, that an awakening is not such an aggressive and loud war, but rather the only way of being that we know, because we have allowed ourselves to feel it, to hear it, to trust it. Thank you so much for listening. I am very curious to hear what you think. So please write reviews if you have enjoyed it, if questions have come up for you, um, leave messages on Instagram if you like, if that's what you use. I haven't been on there that much recently, but p- please do. Um, I will go there just to hear your thoughts. And I'm going to leave the list of books that I read while writing this piece. It has taken me a few months to get it out. (laughs) You may have noticed it's been quiet over here, but we have been busy. I've been busy planning the next season and writing this piece. But the books I came across while writing this have moved me and may be um, inspiring or interesting to some of you if you're thinking about this kind of thing in this time. Um, yes, I can't wait to bring you more Mondo moments. Thank you for hanging out. Bye.